So good to be with you online today. We're we're gathering online, and and I just want to take a second. We're a couple minutes away from from starting today, and wherever you're watching this, just know that we love you, and that we're praying for you, and that God is with us, and that. Uh, we're super, super, super excited. We're making plans to be back in person soon, and the doors are going to be open, and believe me, it's going to be a party. And so just as we uh, wind down and we get ready to start the service today, just know that God is with us, and as we enter into this time of worship here in a, in a second, uh, let's focus on who God is, let's give him the praise, and let's shout it out if we're watching in our kitchen, if we're watching in the living room if you're in the office, wherever you're, if you're at work, wherever you're tuning in today, uh, let's just give God the praise as we worship him.
Welcome, everybody. We are so glad that you are here with us online today. We invite you into worship with us. Raise your voices as we worship our great God.
God, you are great, and we worship you here in whatever part of Pennsylvania or other states or wherever we're watching from, God. You have something really cool in store for us. What we're really, really thankful for is your power and your might. And I'm just reminded of uh, this passage in Jeremiah. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You'll seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I'll be found by you, declares the Lord. And will bring you back from captivity. You were the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord Most High. In glory, in creation, now revealed in you. 
Hey, Crossroads family, so glad to be with you today online. I want to share with you a verse from Psalm chapter 68. It says this, Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. Our God is a God who saves from the sovereign Lord, comes escape from death. That talks so much about the character of God, and I think it's so important during this time and really any day that we really start off our day focusing on who God is. Praise be to the Lord, to our God, our Savior, He bears our burdens, and our God is a God who saves. And so let's focus on who God is as we continue on, as we continue to worship the Lord. And guys, if you're joining us online today and you are brand new, or you've been here for a long time, we're asking everybody to fill out a Connect card. And on that Connect card, so if you go to the front page of our website or you click Connect card on our online platform, you can just fill out just quick information on there. And you can also put a prayer request and know that we read through every single one of these and we pray for all these prayer requests. So please uh, just bless us by giving us the opportunity to pray for you today. Um, so you can do that by going online to our Connect card. Guys, I also want to share with you that coming up on May 11th, which is this coming Monday. And so I want to share with you that from 1 o'clock until 4 o'clock, we are going to be giving away boxes of non-perishable and perishable food items. And so this is called Blessings of Hope. And there's three ways that you can participate. One, if you are in financial need or in just in need of food um, during this hardship and during this time, please uh, just go to our website and just let us know you're coming to come get a box or two. Um, you can go to our front page of our website and you can just click on how many boxes um, you can click on the Blessings of Hope food distribution and then click sign up and you'll just type in how many boxes and hit submit. And that's it. And so we know how to prepare um, for, for you on Monday. Um, and so you come up, you can um, you can put it, we'll put a box or two in your car and just we want to bless you in this way. And so if that can help you and serve you and bless you during this time. Please, please, please come and grab some food for you and your family and please share the word. Um, this is an incredible opportunity for people to. Um, to really just be blessed by this. Um, I also want to um, share with you that you can give to the Blessings of Hope and you can also serve. Um, so you can find all that information on the front page of our website. Guys, you've been bringing in food every single week and it's been going out every Friday. So I just want to keep encouraging you to bring in food for the Crossroads Care Packages. We're partnering with, bless, or we're partnering with um, part, uh, Blessings in a Backpack. And so, guys, thank you so much for giving, and thank you for bringing in these food items. People are just, lives are being changed, and I heard a couple stories of, of people um, from our church who've been giving, and they've been receiving cards just saying thank you so much. And so just know that your food is blessing people's lives. Thank you so much. Every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, we are having uh, a time of prayer online, and so you can join us on our website by going to CrossroadsMinistries.com. And you can click on the stream there, or you can go to Facebook Live, or we're, we're on YouTube. So you can click on those, and you can join us in prayer and interact with us and, and bring your prayer requests. And we're going to take all those prayers, and we're going to lift them up before the Lord. And so that's every Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Guys, you've been given, and we can't, we can't just say from the bottom of our hearts that we are so grateful for your faithfulness. Guys, um, during this time, I know that it's hard, and I know that our hardships are, are everywhere. So thank you so much for giving. You can give online. You can also click Give um, on our online platform, or you can go to the front page of our website, and you can see all the different ways to give. You can give online. You can give through the mail, or you can even bring in your tithe and offering and put it in the box in the lobby. Guys, let's keep giving during this time, and I just want to say thank you for being faithful, and thank you for giving to the mission of Jesus Christ. We're about ready to hop into the sermon and hear the word of the Lord this, this today. And I'm just so grateful for what God is doing. And just know that we love you guys so much. 
Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Thank you for all that you do and being one of my best friends. Love you. Well, happy Mother's Day, Crossroads. Today is your day, moms, and I know that uh, many people are uh, celebrating differently. Some mothers are just wishing their family could gather with them under this quarantine. So we're thankful. We're excited about the, uh, the loosening of the orders and being able to get out and be with people again. But I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there as we get started here today. It is your day. Happy Mom's Day. We appreciate you. We love you. You should be uh, paraded today, and we want to parade you just a little bit. I want to share with you just a, a few things here as we get into the, to the Scripture this morning. First of all, in the community, I want to thank you, all of you Crossroads, for what you've been doing You've been coming out with these care packages. And this next picture I want to share with you here, this is a, a thank you card. And, and you can see here, it says, Thank you, Pastor Ken, Crossroads Ministries. Uh, as the families drive up and receive food on Fridays down at the elementary school, they're now making signs saying thank you. And I want to thank the people down at Gastonville Elementary School, the Ringgold uh, North down here, down the street. Those people have been handing out lunches three days a week. They're incredible. Principal Ferentz down there, uh, the, the, the ladies who run the lunch program. I want to thank God for our community, and it's our pleasure to get in and to be a part of this thank you. And so they thank their principal, they thank the church, and I want to say thank you, Crossroads, for what you're doing uh, to help out there with all that. Uh, th this week's been a, a fun week. It's Mother's Day, and I want to share with you, this is my wife, Rhonda. She, she is uh, celebrating Mother's Day with her two daughters, with our two daughters, that is, right? And, uh, and we are celebrating today. We are so thankful. And I just want to say to you, Happy Mother's Day. So a little shout-out to my wife. Happy Mother's Day to you, Rhonda. And then I also want to say Happy Mother's Day to this next lady here. This is Lois Vandermeer. Lois Vandermeer attends our church. She's 90 years old. And the picture that you're seeing here is Lois Vandermeer. She sent this picture to Jim Watts. And uh, she said, I just want you to know that I'm doing well. And if you look closely, you'll see Lois has her, her mask on. And she is over 90 years old. She is outside uh, on that day, when, you know, that one day that it turned 70 degrees, all right? She got outside and she had a, uh, got a little bit of fresh air. And I can't be more thankful for people like Lois Vandermeer in our church. Uh, we're so thankful for the moms all over this church there, the, uh, Lois Vandermeer, uh, is, uh, while she's into her 90s, we stopped counting after she turned 90, right? So if, once you have your 90th birthday, you don't have to count anymore. So uh, she, she still counts, but we don't count her birthday. So she turned 90 uh, a few years back here, and I know that she is a faithful servant of the Lord. And I'll tell you what, she is a mother to many people. And so I want to encourage all of you moms out there today because I know that uh, today's a different day. It's a little bit of a rough, rough time for sure. And you've never celebrated like you have today. But I want to encourage you. We celebrate you. I want to give a shout out to uh, Jessica Lytle. I saw Jessica Lytle down here at the, at the grocery store the other day. And as she came in to get her groceries, she had her son James. And I thought, there is a, a great mom 
She's just taking care of her kids. And, and, I, and I told James, I said, James was telling me he watches on TV. And he's like, hey, I saw you. You're the pastor on TV. And I said, James, I'm giving you a shout-out. So, James, here's your shout-out. I'm so happy that I got to see you. And I'm so happy that we've been getting to see many of you as people are starting to get out and move a little bit more. We're thrilled about uh, the possibility of opening up here very shortly So stay tuned, watch on Facebook, watch on your email. You'll be getting more and more worried about the opening. But as mothers this morning, I just want us to think about this for moms. You know, the the scriptures tell us that we should should make our moms happy. Look here at Proverbs 23, 25. It says, May your father and mother rejoice. May she who gave you birth be joyful. Now, I've tried to tell my mom many times, See, mom, you should be happy you had me, right? No, that's not what this verse is saying at all. This verse is saying, may you give joy to your parents. May you, may she who gave you birth be joyful. So today I want to shout out to my own mom, shout out to the mothers in the church. May you be joyful because of what God has given you in your families. And, uh, and then over in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8, the scriptures tell us, it says, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. You know, I think that uh, being mother is a hard job. It's probably one of the hardest jobs out there. And I want to encourage all of you, whether you are a biological mother or not, mothering is a hard job. We have women in our church that uh, do not have children of their own, but... They mother many children in our church. They care for many people. And I want to encourage you today. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. Do not forsake the things that that, that God has placed these women in your life who are able to teach you the word of God. I look around the children's ministry and I see many women down there that are actually helping and they come along, and I'm thinking of one in particular, that uh, Lori Wilson, she's a, she's a great lady. She, while she didn't have any children of her own, I'll tell you what, she comes in and she cares for many children in the church. And she is a wonderful, wonderful lady. And I can think as she teaches the children, do not forsake her teachings. And so I want to encourage you today, folks, as you, as you think of the things that your mom taught you. Mom gave a lot of good in your life. Mom, mom has laid a strong foundation in your life. I want to encourage you, do not forsake the teachings of your mother. You know, my mom taught me so much to make me who I am today. I want you to think it was probably your mom who taught you the ABCs. It was likely your mom who, who instilled most of your character into your life. And I want you to go back, and and if your mother is still with you, if she's still alive, I want you to give her a call and say, Mom, I love you today. Do not forsake her teaching. Go and say, Mom, thank you for all that you have done for me. Thank you for the way that you have invested in me. You know, being a mom is hard. There's a lot of stress that comes with that. And I can only imagine right now under this lockdown, all you moms out there that are that are trying to homeschool your kids like you never homeschooled and all of a sudden you've got to be a teacher and you have to teach all day long and 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 there's this pressure mom is uh, a little bit on edge right now right like everything has to be perfect you know like when you get around christmas time and and, and companies coming over who's on edge it's always mom's on edge right dad he kind of at least in our house this dad i just kind of Go along with it, and everything's going to be fine. 
But I'll tell you what, mom always wants it to be perfect. The ham has to be cooked just right. The, the house has to be just perfect. And everything's got to be done to meet her standard. Why? Because she really loves people. She really cares for people. Not that dads don't, but moms have this special place. And they, they, they put this stress on themselves. And I want to encourage you today that, uh, to know that your identity does not come from your performance as a mom. And, folks, I want, to, I want to take this and understand this because in our culture, we all take our identity. And we, it may be, today you may be thinking about mothers and your, your identity as a mom. And, boy, you know what? It's hard to be a mom. It's hard to be a dad. It's hard to be anything. And we cannot live up to this performance. There's so much performance base that, uh, that our culture has driven us to. And, and most of the times we're the ones who beat ourselves up because we didn't live to this high standard. I'll never forget, I, there was a lady in the church years ago uh, when I was growing up. We used to call her Mrs. Cleaver. And it was an old TV show, for those of you that don't know this show, it was uh, Leave it to Beaver. And Mrs. Cleaver on there, she, would, uh, she was the lady who would vacuum the house with a dress and heels on and with pearls on. And so this lady, we always said she came in and everything was always just perfect. And I used to call her, as a teenager, growing up in the church, I called her Mrs. Cleaver. If she happens to tune in today, you know who you are. But, uh, because everything always looks so good. But most people, that's not reality. Mrs. Cleaver, uh, you know, getting totally dressed up, putting your makeup on to do the house cleaning, that's something for TV. Most of us don't live up to that level. And I want to take that pressure off today, folks, because our performance is not who, you are, who your identity is. We started into this last week, Galatians 2.20. The Apostle Paul says here about Jesus and Paul. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ now lives in me. Oh, this is so powerful because he says that I am now about my crucifixion with Christ. He wasn't talking about a physical crucifixion. He was talking about a, a, this dying of self. He says it's no longer my performance. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. This isn't about me, but it's Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So, so the life that is happening now comes through God, comes through Christ. And I want to encourage you today. Folks, your identity does not come from your performance it's easy for us to trip to that. It would be easy for me to try and get my identity from my performance as a pastor. Well, right now, that would be really hard, wouldn't it? Uh, there's no people in the auditorium where I'm speaking today. There's no, no people that, uh, that I have seen. And, and so uh, you're, you're, you can take your identity and you would tank on your performance. God says, listen, that to be, understand that you have to deny yourself and go with Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but it's Christ who lives in me. The life I now live, I live by the Spirit of God. So today, folks, it, Mother's Day, I want to encourage you mothers, get your identity not from your performance. Don't get your identity from your own standards. Folks, I think so many of us have set standards so high that we can't even make ourselves happy. Uh, that, 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 that you can't, and nobody would meet your standard. Well, I encourage you, relax. And enjoy this relationship with God. 
And so the Hallmark Channel, while it may be fun, and some of you ladies may really enjoy those movies out there, and maybe you've been binge-watching Hallmark right now. I don't know. I want you to know that even those things that you see on there, nobody can live up to those emotions, to those performances. But come to Jesus. Because when you come to Jesus, you are totally 100% accepted. If we can just start to understand this, that I am 100% accepted in Christ, it doesn't matter my performance. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and just live a sloppy life and to do whatever. No, 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 that's not what grace is all about. But, but grace must first start with this, by understanding the life that God has given to us. Look here in Galatians chapter 3 as we continue our study of the book of Galatians. Look what the Apostle Paul brings up to the people of Galatia. He says, you foolish Galatians. In, in the Greek, it's, it's, it's almost like he's saying, you idiots, what's wrong with you? He's, he's catching their attention. He says, who has bewitched you? He's saying, look, who is, in, in the Greek there, the word bewitched is, uh, is more like this. Who has uh, who's cast an evil eye on you, if you will? Do, do you remember when you were a kid? And uh, at least I, I remember when, when I was a kid and you did something wrong, your, your mom would give you that look. And you'd just be kind of like getting that stare down, you know. Uh, I remember for my kids, you know, in, in our house whenever things were growing Kids were growing up, and they just get into mischief and stuff. And, man, if something went wrong, man, they'd just get that stare down. And you, you know, you can just, as, I'm, as I'm staring you down right now, you kind of feel that. You, you can feel that, oh, man, what did I do wrong? And that's what, what, that, what's what he's saying. He's saying, you idiots, who has bewitched you uh, before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. He said, is, it is as if you saw him crucified it's as if you saw him hang on the tree it's as if you saw him say it is finished and now you're going away now you're going back and you're trying to earn your way back to god you're trying to make your identity in the things that you do versus what has already been done oh don't be so foolish he says verse two he says i would like to learn just one thing from you. I have just one question for you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? How did you get the Spirit? I just have one question. And then, by the way, this is the first time in the book of Galatians Paul mentions the Holy Spirit. Did you receive the Holy Spirit? How did you receive it? How did you receive Him? Was it by the works of the law? Was it by going and keeping all these laws and rituals and regulations? Or was it by believing what you heard? That Jesus died on the cross. That he paid for your sin. Is that how this started for you? He continues on. Have you experienced so much? Verse 4. Have you experienced so much for nothing? Have you experienced it in vain? If it really was in vain? Uh, how... How is this happening? Have you, has your experience in Christ been thrown away? Are you throwing away that and going back and, and making this all in vain so you can try to perform and somehow you think that God is going to make you feel better because you performed? Folks, there's nothing better than understanding that it is finished. 
There's nothing better than that. He continues on, verse 5, he says, Does God give you His Spirit? So again I ask, does God give you His Spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by you believing what you heard? He continues on, verse 6, Consider Abraham. He believed God. He believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. You know, on, uh, on today being Mother's Day, I'm reminded of the, the, the story of Abraham and Sarah. They were, they were older and, and, and they, they couldn't have children. And, and God says, I'm going to create a great nation out of you. And, and so here's Abraham and Sarah. And, and Sarah becomes really the mother of a nation. We hear about Abraham as the father of a nation. Now, I want you to think about Sarah as the, the mother of a nation. And, and he says that Abraham believed God. And so it was credited to him as righteousness. Folks, I want to encourage you today to understand uh, what, what, what happened here. How do we grow in Christ? And I want you to catch this. We don't grow by, uh, by trying to add on. Uh, we grow in the Christian life the same way that we began it. Look at this. We grow in the Christian life the way that we begin in the Christian life. How did you begin in the Christian life? Faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. You begin this by understanding that Jesus died on the cross. You begin it by understanding that when Jesus said, it is finished, then it was finished. Easter, we just celebrated a few weeks ago, and every time we come to that point on the cross, when Jesus says, it is finished, I had one man in the church come up to me one time, he says, I love that, it is finished, it has changed my life. And folks, I pray that it does change your life, but I want you to know that it is finished is not three simple words that were for the cross only, but they are words that we are to believe again and again and again and again, and as you keep believing that, it is finished every day. Now check this out. God dispenses the Holy Spirit's power on your life. Some people ask, well, you know, how does this work? You have to start believing this every day. When I get up and I, I came in today to uh, speak and to share with you, and I knew all the things that are going around, all I could come to is, it is finished. Jesus died on the cross and this isn't based on my performance today. This is the Word of God. As I go out and feed people in the community, and as we go out next week and we're going to be giving out food here at the church, there's all these things, and, and we can get all screwed up about our performance. I have to come and believe this every day. It is finished. Moms, on Mother's Day, I want you to, to enjoy this and to believe this every day. It is finished. Because when you understand it is finished, it releases us from two things. Number one, it is finished releases us from the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin, like Jesus died on the cross so that you don't have to go to hell. The Bible talks about two real places. Heaven is a real place and hell is a real place. And when he talks about hell as a real place, boy, it, it talks about weeping and gnashing of teeth. And he talks about heaven as a place where there's a street of gold and a place that's prepared by God for you. And God says that when he died on the cross, that word, it is finished, releases us from the penalty of sin. You have been freed from that sin once for all forever. And so that you don't have to go to hell, you get to go to heaven. 
Now, sadly, many people just stop right there. But the second thing that we see that, that it releases us from is the power of sin. It releases us from the power of sin. Folks, many people are trying to overcome all sorts of things in their life. Addictions. Um, just trying to be a better person. Trying to keep, uh, keep themselves uh, living up to a standard. You see, all these are, are things that will just destroy us. And God says, I want to release you from the power of sin. I want to encourage you today to to not be living under the power of sin, but to every day come up and say, it is finished. It is finished. And trust what Jesus did on the cross, that he died on the cross, and he paid the, the price for your sin. By believing it is finished, we continue to get the power from God. He gives us the power to be able to continue that day to life. I have the power to to be the pastor that God's called me to be, not because I have done something good, but because I have been released of something bad. I have been released from the penalty and the power of sin. And now, whenever I come to to do what God's called me to do as a dad in my home, as a husband, as a pastor, as a good standing citizen in the community, we all make mistakes. We all have failure. But I can continue on Because it is finished. Jesus died on the cross. He paid for my sin once for all forever. And he came back to life again for me. Now, that is where I'm going to place my heart and my trust. The fire to do. Now, check this out. The fire to do in the Christian life comes from being soaked in the fuel of what has been done. You know, you take a piece of wood and you just, and you just put it in there and, and you soak it in fuel, and man, you know that that baby's going to burn up. But uh, if that were soaked in water and soaked in other things, you know it's going to it's not going to take off. So the fire to do what God has called us to do, the, folks. The reason that I have so much motivation to serve God is not because of something that I have done. It's because of something that has been done. That Jesus died on the cross once for all forever. He paid the price for my sin. And therefore, and when I get up every day and I'm realizing it is finished, I have been set free. You see what he does? You get closer and closer. And now you don't have to carry this burden. Moms, I want to encourage you. Uh, How do you become a better mom? It's not by going out and buying books on how to become a better mom. Here's how it is. It's by by becoming soaked in the fuel of Jesus Christ. Get to know him and watch. And and watch how he will transform your life. You know, many people uh, will will not understand that because they just want to try harder. They want to do more. And and, and so much, you know, if I can do these things. And and why has the law always been so attractive? It's because you can go through and you can keep these rules over here. But Jesus gave two Two basic things. He said to love God and to love other people. And I'll tell you what, I found out that I really fall short in both of those. I I do my best to love people and I do my best to love God, but I can't attain that. And so it would be easier to come over here with, even if it were 50 rules that I could keep, because loving people says that I have to love you when I don't like you. I have to love you whenever I'm tired. And that's the command of God. And the only way I can do that 
I get the fire to do that. You know why I'm so passionate to reach our community? It's because I'm passionate about what God has done for me. And so I want to encourage you today to keep believing. You know, the Christian life is, uh, is the one uh, that gets better. It gets better as we recognize and accept that we cannot do this on our own. The more that you begin to understand that your, your performance, God is not looking and saying, hey, I'm going to accept you based on your performance. The more that you understand that, the more that, uh, that your life will get better. We get better by, by surrendering. We get better by understanding it is finished. So I want to encourage you to, to believe, to believe that uh, you have been set free from the penalty of sin. And don't let the power of sin overcome you because it is finished. And so as you, as you keep believing, I want to encourage you to keep believing that. Keep believing that. It's a hard day. You had some failure. Keep believing it. Things got rough. Keep believing it. Uh, you, you had an argument with your husband. Keep believing it. You had a, a tough time with your kids. The kids have stressed you out. Your kids have failed even. God says to keep believing. And I want to give you this. And you've probably heard this famous song, right? Don't stop believing. You may have heard that. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that. It is finished feeling. Okay? I, I want to encourage you. Don't stop believing. Hold on to it is finished. And the more that you keep your life, that you don't stop believing, God is going to keep working. Look what he says there. He talked about Abraham. He says it was counted righteousness. He says, consider what happened to Abraham. Abraham believed God, and it was counted as righteousness. Well, what happened to Abraham? If you go and you look over in Genesis 15, God had called Abraham, and he says to Abraham, he says, listen, I am going to make a great nation out of you. And Abraham, at that point, he had come, and he was, uh, he was in his 80s. And, and he, you know, he's like, okay, God, this doesn't make sense because people don't have children in their 80s. So I'm going to go. And God told Abraham, he says, I want you to get up, and I want you to go, and uh, you'll stop where I tell you to stop. But trust me, because I am going to make a great nation out of you. And so Abraham and Sarah, they went on a journey. And, uh, and this journey would last for the next 20 years. Now, it's one thing for God to come and tell you at age 80 that you're going to have a child. It's another thing to wait 20 years for that child to come. And so Abraham goes on this journey, and he didn't stop believing. It, for, the theme for Abraham was don't stop believing, right? He did not stop believing because he said, he said I believe that what God said is true. Now, as he looked around to, to what was happening in his life, he says, this I don't understand. Like, people in their 80s don't just get up and move and all of a sudden have a baby. But, okay, God, you said it. And as, as, the, as we continue on, you look and you see what happened to him. It was actually when Sarah was 90 and Abraham was 99, just about 100 years old. He gives birth. Sarah gives birth. To Isaac. Like, like God's promise was fulfilled. And, and God says this over here in, in our study here. Paul says that Abraham was counted, credited, counted as righteousness. Um, he was declared righteous. He was declared righteous. Now check this out. It's like writing a check. 
Uh, and for, for some of you, let me remind you what a check is. It's a piece of paper. And you go and you put on the amount and you take it to the bank. And, uh, and I sign it and I give it to you. This is my way of giving you money. And you take that check and you go to the bank and, and they say, hey, listen, that is as good as money. And you hand them that check and then they hand you the money. That is what your faith is. That is what the faith of Abraham was. He was declared righteous. He, was, he had faith in what was coming. He had faith in God. So his faith is the check, and it was counted as righteousness. You see, it's not his good works. It was faith in the real thing. You see, whenever I hand you a check, it's like faith in the real thing, right? You have faith that that check's not going to bounce. Well, maybe you don't if you're getting one from me, right? You, you have faith that that check is not going to bounce. And I write you a check, and I say, here's the $100 that I owe you. You take it to the bank, and in good faith, you, you hand that to the bank. They scan it. They verify it, and then they say, here you go. Here's your $100. Well, the faith of Abraham, God says that his faith was counted towards him as righteousness. And secondly, it says that faith... Uh, it produced life. It produced life. At the age of 100, God defies everything. Like this should not happen. All of human reasoning was thrown out the door. And God says, listen, Abraham, you have followed me. And now here it is. I'm giving you this life. Here it is. And, and he produces in the, in the womb of a 90-year-old woman with the seed of a 100-year-old man. He puts together this nation. And God begins to work. And so it's very interesting that, uh, that what God has done here. Because God comes along and he imports new life. God takes the dead and brings it to life. That's what God wants to do for you. He wants to take the dead and bring you to life. You see, because spiritually, we're not just in a bad shape. We are spiritually dead. The scripture says that, that Jesus came to not only you know, give us life, it was to take dead people. We were spiritually dead and bring you to life. And so I want to encourage you in your family and in your life, come to Jesus. Come back to understand it is finished. Jesus died on the cross and he paid for your sins once for all forever and live there. You see, many, many Christians have had this experience maybe whenever they were five or whenever they were 55, but they have somehow moved on to, I'm going to try harder, and I'm going to be a better person. I, I, I. Here's where God says, come over here. It is finished. And live here. And every day, come and live in the power of the resurrection. Allow God to produce this life. My life, I am not waiting for eternity for life to begin. I have life that has begun now. And, and I'm not living under the burden of my, of my own self. I'm not living under the burden of sin. I'm not living underneath the power of all these things. I'm living in the presence of God Almighty. I'm living under this. It is finished. And then somebody comes up to you and says, Well, you know, you could have done better. Well, sure, I could have always done better. Somebody's going to come up to you and say, Well, you know what? You could have done better on this or you could have done better on that. Well, of course, yeah, but that doesn't change my identity. Because I did not perform, because I screwed up. So, folks, I, I want to encourage you. Some of you are struggling with addictions. 
That's not your identity. Some of you are struggling with self-esteem this morning. You're struggling with self. You, you, just, you just feel like you, you're letting everybody down and you're overwhelmed. Let me tell you, don't go there. Don't live there. Trust God. You see, what I'm telling you doesn't make sense humanly. It says, hey, cut all these things off because you've got to try harder. You want to do better, go get the five easy steps. But may I share with you today that God says you don't need five easy steps. You need one step every day. I am crucified with Christ. And that's it. Every day I come back there. Therefore, I no longer live. Galatians 3.17, the Apostle Paul says, let me tell you, the law, he says, what I mean is this. The law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. So what, what, God is, uh, what God is telling us here is that he has come and God has paid the price for your sin once for all forever. And what the Apostle Paul says here is that, look, this covenant between Abraham, the law shows up 430 years later. This faith that does the saving, not the law. The law was limited The law of God showed up after the Israelites were were released out of Egypt and and whenever they were living in the wilderness. That's when the law began so they could understand how to live in, in community. But the law does not save. And so he says here, listen, I want you to understand that even 430 years later, like the, the, uh, the, the things that God did here was because of his promise. You see, Abraham did not get this on his own. It was the promise of God. And God fulfills his promise. So today I want to, I want to encourage you are, you. are you struggling in your marriage? I think many people are struggling in marriage today. And I want to encourage you, don't go out and try and get the new technique. Just, just come in faith to Jesus Christ. And, and, and yeah, it's, it's nice to learn the, learn the new techniques, learn the five easy steps to being married. But may I share this with you? It's, it's not about the five easy steps that you'll get from Barnes & Noble. It's about the cross. And come to that every day. Come to that every day. How about this? Maybe you're struggling as a parent. Mother's Day for some is... Uh, Many tears for, for their praying, brokenhearted for kids that have walked away from God. And I want to encourage you, moms, listen, you've got to come back. Come back to it is finished. You gave everything that you had. God has to do His work. You cannot force somebody to obey your laws. Oh, we can't. The law of God in the Old Testament showed us our need for a Savior. You cannot force somebody to obey your laws. Come to the cross. Folks, you cannot produce righteousness in anybody else's heart. It's your faith. You come to God. So I want to encourage you today, wherever you're at, whatever your struggle is, your struggles with sin, maybe you're struggling with an addiction today, I want to encourage you to come to the cross and understand it is finished. Jesus paid for my sin. As we close today, I want to invite you to just call upon the name of the Lord right there where you're seated. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live. I want to invite you today, if you've not trusted Jesus, would you start there? Would you be freed from the penalty of sin? 
Let's start there today. Just call on the name of the Lord and just in the privacy of your living room with your family there. Just, just, you don't even have to close your eyes. Just quietly call on the name of the Lord and say, Dear God, I need you. It is finished. You paid for my sin. You came back to life again for me. And I invite you into my life right here, right now. God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying, for being the resurrected Lord, and for paying for my sin. And for others, maybe on this Mother's Day, moms, you've been struggling, and you say, man, this was really hard. I've been, I've been struggling with my performance. I'm, str- I'm just not good enough. May I tell you, it is finished. I want to move you to be freed from the power, from the power of sin, from the power of this broken world. And God says, listen, your performance is not going to make God any more happy. God is no, not more in love with you because of your performance. He's not less in love with you because of your bad performance. I want to encourage you, when you come to Jesus, come to Him. This free gift comes from God. Let's pray together. Father God, I pray you'll be with each person. As they have just come to you this morning, Lord, no doubt many people listening today have just opened their hearts to Jesus. Others have had a renewed come back to Jesus. They have said, it is finished. I'm not going to live under those old ways. I'm not going to try and earn my way to God. I'm not going to try and grow by trying harder. I'm going to trust. I'm not going to stop believing. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. We're so happy that we could gather with you. Be watching. We're going to be uh, looking at in-person gatherings as well as online in the future. We know that God has some great things in store for us. I want to encourage you, if you just trusted Jesus, would you uh, head on over to our website, go to the online connection card, let us know. Uh, If you've watched at all, would you let us know? Stop by our website today. Be in prayer Monday. We're going to be handing out food. Help us spread the word. We're going to give out a box of 40 pounds of food to every family that comes up. So uh, spread the link on Facebook. Tell people, uh, come up and get some food if you need it for your family or for others. Come up and take it, and let's get this food out, and we're going to be helping the world, helping doing our part in our world. God bless you, and have a great day.